you know, started to take kids out and hiking and biking and all of that. And uh, we were excited to find a lot of those sweet bars on the market, you know, filled with uh, nuts and dates and grains and added sugar. And we actually really enjoyed them. But when we took them with us hiking, we noticed what it does to our bodies. Like they would just spike our blood sugar and the kids would have a ton of energy for about 30 to 40 minutes. And then they would just completely crash. And they're like, mom, feed me again. And I was like, well, wait a second, show me the package. I just fed you 300 calories, maybe 250. And you're hungry again? And that's where I was starting to think about, you know, what is in these bars? And we Hello. So before we begin, I do want to share with you about my upcoming 21-day modern primal reset. So this is starting January 6th. Cannot wait. I lead these quarterly, but the New Year's one's always so much fun because there's so much energy and everyone's ready to reset. So it's awesome. And I'll be coaching you for three weeks to help you clean house. So this is about eating real food in a way that's really convenient for a busy lifestyle. So that's why it's called the Modern Primal Reset. So I want this to work for you. If you're dining out, if you've got to grab fast food. Like this is really how to make it work without you having to slave hours in the kitchen or follow some crazy strict meal plan. This is about teaching you the tools so that after the 21 days that you can take this with you, that it's not some crazy cleanse, crazy restrictive diet. It's practical and it works. It works. It's amazing. So um, I'm psyched to get started. And again, I'll be teaching you throughout the three weeks, coaching you so that you will have support and accountability from me, from your fellow group members. I capped the group at 40 people because I want to be able to give you all the attention that you need, answer all your questions. If you're struggling, having cravings at Bunko, whatever it might be, that I'm going to be there for you. Okay. So again, January 6th, and this is for you, if you're looking to reduce inflammation, learn how to fuel your body, learn mindfulness strategies that I'm going to be sharing throughout the entire time to help you learn how to eat mindfully and actually be held accountable and implement these tools. And yeah, it's going to be great. If you're looking to lose weight, have more energy, reduce inflammation, this is for you. So if you want more details, check out mindfulbelly.com backslash 21 day reset. And the early bird registration ends December 20th. So get signed up if you're interested. And yeah, now for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. For those of you who are new to this podcast, so I have a lot of episodes coaching through sugar addiction, binge eating, and tips around holistic health. One of my passions is finding products that I love, finding simple swaps for my clients to make it so much easier to transition off of sugar so it doesn't feel like such an overhaul or like you have to eat chicken and broccoli every day. And so, but the thing is, there are so many products on the market that are full of sugar and refined carbs and rancid oils and chemical additives and stuff that are by no means healthier. And it's really frustrating because I, because I know that this happened to me when I've about six years ago, when I started this journey or seven now, I went three months off of gluten, dairy, egg, soy, but I was eating so much processed crap and I felt like crap. And so I feel so bad when I have clients come to me, they show me their pantry and they think they're doing so well, 
and there's so much stuff in there that is just like really bringing their body down. And so what I love doing is finding those products that do make it convenient because I know it can be so hard to transition off of foods and to feel really deprived. Like I know eating chicken and broccoli every meal typically doesn't last. And so this is what I do with clients, find them simple swaps so that the transition feels so much easier. And what's awesome is that there are a ton of amazing simple swaps now and like great products on the market. Unfortunately, they're saturated with the ones that aren't so great. And so I'm part of this podcast is bringing the ones that I truly believe in that are really making a difference. I want to highlight them. I want to get them out. I want to help them get exposure. And so I've, if you listen to some of my podcasts, I've had interviews with brands like Base Culture, with Jordan Winshower, the founder, and with Amy Lacey, the founder of Cauliflower Foods, who has an amazing line of crusts, pizza crusts that are actually really great up levels. And this episode, I was excited to have gotten to interview Zora. She is the founder of and owner of Wild Zora. So if y'all don't know what Wild Zora is, Wild Zora has an amazing line of meat and veggie bars. They've got instant soups, on-the-go meals, and more. And all of the products are made with organic fruit and vegetables. All of the beef and lamb and turkey and pork that they use is humanely raised. It's from local farms. They are local to Colorado. And never antibiotics, hormones, no feedlot. When I was in Denver, I got to visit the Wild Zora flagship. It was the manufacturing center in their office. And I got to meet with Zora and this was surreal. It was like meeting a celebrity because I literally saw her face every day on my packets of my jerky bars. And so it was just wild. And getting to meet her was so fun. She's such a beautiful spirit and just a beautiful person. And so I was psyched that she was willing to come on the show and share her journey with us. So I was really inspiring. And she shares some really beautiful advice at the end. So I invite you to hold on and listen to that part because it's an incredible takeaway. I need to hear it every single day. So definitely hang on for that. And here we go. Hi, Zora. How are you? Hi, Allie. Nice to see you again. You too. Thank you so much for coming on here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And so I want to start off with just sharing with the listeners, like who you are, what Wild Zora is, and yeah, we can just flow from there. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, so, okay. A little, a little bit about us, a little bit about Wild Zora and myself. So uh, I was born in Czechoslovakia during deep communism, <laughs> just starting on a light note. But uh, what I want to say that I come from uh, farming families, basically both of my grandparents were small farmers. So we were always very close to, close to our food. You know, we grew our food. We also raised animals like chicken, dogs and pigs and cows. And uh, on one side, we kind of had to because the grocery sh uh, shelves in the stores were basically empty during communism. There was only stuff that was pushed, pushed on us from Russia. And that was it. But uh, so we were always uh, basically growing our own food. We were very close to our own food supply. And uh, so I suppose uh, as of, you know, growing up in it, it was always uh, a priority for me to, uh, to have homegrown uh, ingredients, to have homegrown veggies and uh, yeah, be close to food and good quality food. 
And uh, as far as Wild Zora, uh, I started Wild Zora, it was in September, uh, exactly five years ago when I made the commitment to bring these uh, healthy meat and veggie bars to more people than just to our family. And uh, yeah, so it all started five years ago in uh, Northern Colorado, where we live now in Fort Collins with, uh, yeah, uh, with my husband, two teenage kids and a really lovely cockapoo. Aww. Yeah, so how did they, okay, so from Czechoslovakia till, till like Wild Zora started, what was the in-between? So like, how did, how did you even make the first Wild Zora bar or why? Yeah, so, so there, there were many, many years in between and a lot of international moves. But uh, seven years ago, we moved from England. Uh, we moved to uh, Colorado and we immediately, you know, started to take kids out and hiking and biking and all of that. And uh, we were excited to find a lot of those sweet bars on the market, you know, filled with uh, nuts and dates and grains and added sugar. And we actually really enjoyed them. But when we took them with us hiking, we noticed what it does to our bodies. Like they would just spike our blood sugar and the kids would have a ton of energy for about 30 to 40 minutes. And then they would just completely crash. And they're like, mom, feed me again. And I was like, well, wait a second, show me the package. I just fed you 300 calories, maybe 250. And you're hungry again. And that's where I was starting to think about, you know, what is in these bars? And we just can't, you know, we just, we just can't have that amount of dates and that amount of sugar and grain. So I started to uh, look into more protein-based uh, snacks, uh, like jerky, for example, but I wasn't uh, happy with the quality of jerky and the quality of, uh, of some of the meats. I uh, learned that uh, in U.S. we're still putting growth hormones into cows, and uh, that has been prohibited in the European Union for years. But So unless you're buying you know, good quality grass-fed or 100% uh, grass-fed beef, you're basically eating conventional meat, and that was a big no-no for us. So anyway, so we were kind of supplementing our snacks with more protein. And, uh, and uh, later on, I got this uh, idea from a paleo cookbook about uh, like combining meat and veggies and, uh, you know, coming up with this uh, better form of jerky or with these meat and veggie bars. Oh, my gosh. And so you like first recipe, what was, do you remember what was in it? Like which one you made? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I started at home. I have a dehydrator. I think it's called the Excalibur. It's like a you know big box with nine little shelves. And uh, then I have an oven. And so I was basically mixing up. I was taking ground grass-fed beef, mixing it up with organic veggies that I you know got from our garden, like uh, like peppers, tomato, kale. And I was putting it all in. And you know, kind of, I used to make these. They were they were like round patties. Okay, they were like round patties, and I would like dehydrate it and then bake it and then back to the dehydrator so it's just right and uh till a friend of josh's my husband's came over and he said oh honey i mean no he didn't call me honey he, was <laughs> he said oh zora these look like cow patties and i was like really and i <laughs> i told him josh never bring him again here <laughs> but then i i changed the shape so i got this um at ace hardware i got this plastic extruding gun and uh, you basically, you know, push the meat and all the mixture through it and it forms these long, uh, you know, long uh, lines. And that's what I was baking, dehydrating and then turning it into bars. So there was a lot of like, you know, trial and error. It took, uh, it took over a year in just my kitchen at home. 
And every time kids would come from school and I would feed them a new recipe. I was like, oh, what do you think about that? Now I have this, now I have that. And they were just, uh, you know, they were just eating it and giving me feedback. And then they were, st they started to take it th to their friends and to, to our neighbors. And uh, yeah, people just kind of around started to eat it. And I was like, oh, this is tasty. You know, we would eat that. So that's, that's how it all started. Oh my gosh. And so what, what made you go from like, okay, these are great for the kids. Okay. I'm sharing with them, with the neighbors, they like them to, oh, I could sell these to people. I, uh, yeah, we, um, there actually, there actually was a potential business partner because I knew I don't want to do this alone. That was one thing that I was like, yes, uh, maybe there is a business, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing it alone. So I was looking for a business partner. And then there was this guy, Kevin was his name. And he, he's like, yeah, Zora, you can do the R and D production operations and I will take the sales and marketing. And, uh, and I said, okay, so we're committing to this. We're going to do this. Yes. Because tomorrow is Saturday. I'm going back to my job in Toyota. I was selling cars. You were selling cars. I was selling cars. <laughs> and and I said, I'm going to go there Saturday and I will quit after, after two weeks there, I was there for two weeks and they, they, they trained me and then I quit on them. And then two weeks later, Kevin calls me and he says, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do this with you. I need a steady job. We have a kid through college, you know, to pay through college and I can't do this. So that was kind of a big bummer, but I was already committed. And, um, and, um, eventually I asked my husband to be my business partner. And he agreed and we started uh, at local farmer's markets, just in Fort Collins. We started to, uh, you know, offer these bars at a local market and they used to be much bigger and the packaging looked completely different, but we got so much of good feedback, you know, people, you know, what people would like about it, what would they change as far as ingredients. And, uh, and so that was a huge ton of learning at the market. So I would, I would recommend anybody who is starting a food business, go to your farmer's market, test it there. You know, it's a very cheap test over the summer and see if people would like it and eat it and, um, and do your market research basically. And that's, so that's what we started in late 2014. And then Josh joined me. And uh, then in 2015, uh, he started to take the bars into stores. And then we started to sell them online as well. And we had initially three flavors that was all with grass-fed beef. Wow. And yeah, what what was like from the iterations that you had at the fresh market? Like, what were what was was there any like major feedback that you switched, or was it pretty positive in the beginning? Uh, you know, people wanted so the bars used to be bigger, okay. and uh, people wanted uh, people wanted a Ziploc because they couldn't finish them. And I said, yeah, but we don't put any preservatives in it. As soon as you open it, as soon as you break the barrier and oxygen goes in, you know, there is a there is a food safety issue. So instead, we did not put any Ziploc on it and compromise the safety. Instead, we shrunk them. We made the bars smaller, smaller packages, which also ended up being cheaper. And so that was the biggest kind of, um, you know, takeaway that we had from the markets. And uh, as far as flavors, uh, people pretty much like those. Uh, they really like that there is organic veggies in it, which they had never seen in any kind of jerky or any kind of pemmican. So they, uh, they really responded positively to that. Uh, yeah, and then there was, of course, the huge curve of learning okay i can't make this at home i can't even make it in a local commissary you know to start like you know josh calls me his cheap czech wife 
And, but I didn't have enough money. I didn't have, I didn't have money to start this business or enough to, you know, I didn't have any investors behind us or any of that. So I thought we're going to go to a local commissary. We're going to, you know, make everything there when we need to. But instead we learned that we have to be in a USDA inspected facility. It has to be, you know, all under the government's over, 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 oversight. Uh, the inspector comes in every day. She's here anywhere between three to four hours observing everything what we do, how we package, how we cook, how we dehydrate, everything. So that was a big learning. And that, that basically led us to, uh, uh, to, uh, to finding a facility that was already USDA inspected. And uh, it was actually in this very building in, uh, in Loveland, Colorado. We got so lucky that was a, a burrito business. They were rolling burritos. The burritos have meat, so therefore they were USDA inspected. And, uh, and that's how we ended up here and we rented the kitchen. And back in 2016, uh, we purchased the building. So we're now kind of taking a bit of the space. And you were here as well, yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible what you created there. Yeah, one one step at a time, and it's this is not a building for manufacturing. This is actually this is the second in the world J.C. Penney building. So we're oh. in a over three floors. Yeah, luckily we have a freight elevator, but it's uh it's it's slightly inefficient for manufacturing, but um it, it will get better over time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and just to like backtrack a little bit, I guess for people who aren't aware of like what Wild Door is, so you mentioned like the bars, so they are organic, are there, can you describe a little bit about like the ingredients yeah, yeah, yeah. special? Yeah, so we started to make the meat and veggie bars, and uh, so it's basically like a, um, you know, you can think about it like a healthy jerky, you can think about it like a, you know, it's a, it's a meat bar, we put uh uh, responsibly sourced meats only raised in the U.S. and it's either 100% grass-fed beef or we put free-range turkey in it. We also have lamb. We also have pork, and then we mix this meat with organic uh, veggies like kale, red bell pepper, tomatoes, uh, spinach as well. And then we also use few organic dates and apricots. They actually help to bind it and naturally preserve it. And then all of it is mixed and extruded, turned into bars and baked and dehydrated. So that's, that's kind of the original line was this meat and veggie bar and um, line. And then later uh, we started to make freeze-dried backpacking meals. And those are meals that you can purchase like at REI stores. And uh, basically they're super, super light. And uh, you take them with you, you pour hot water into the package and within minutes it rehydrates and you have a full meal you know, while you're, you know, in the middle of nowhere, somewhere hiking, backpacking. So that's a second line that we have. That's the, that's the line of freeze-dried uh, meals as well. Now we also make freeze-dried instant soups. So those are single serving uh, little soups. So it's like, think about it instead of, you know, you want something in the fall, something warm, but you don't want another cup of coffee. Uh, so you can basically have one of these soups either in the, later in the afternoon as a snack or early in the morning. We have a lot of actually people that uh, they just put, uh, uh, our daughter, she, she takes it as a snack after school. She just opens a package, pours hot water in and has a little soup. Or you can also add uh, some protein in it, like eggs, stuff like, like that. So it's, it's, a, so it's a little soup snack. And uh, then now today we have a line of organic air-dried uh, fruits as well. And uh, so we mix, we have a variety pack. It's uh, we have a few different flavors. Uh, one of them has organic oranges with peel, which is kind of interesting. So it's a mixture of oranges and organic apricots and, uh, 
and this one has organic figs as well. So we have some some of these uh, you know lines of organic fruit, like a little snack. And um, yeah, what else we do? I think that's that's all what we do now. <laughs> and, and the teas, the herbal teas, I've been loving those too. Yes, those are super easy as well. Again, instant tea, um, organic green tea with mango and organic black tea. So again, single serving, you just put it into your cup, hot, uh, you know, pour, pour hot water over it, and you have a really nice tea. Yeah, full of antioxidants. So that's uh. I suppose that's the last thing. Thank you for reminding me. So I have those. I love them. That's why I was thinking of them. Uh, um, this is awesome. And I want to make sure, like, listeners, like, that, like, why these are, like, why you'd want to choose the Wild Zora over, like, like, especially like, with the soups. Like, there are instant soups on the market. But, like, I'll let you explain, like, why, why would I want to choose, besides the fact that they're delicious, because they really are, but, like, um, your soups, like, the, the ingredients in them versus something like a Lipton soup you're going to find on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. So, so the soups, we make fully AIP. So we don't put any grain in it. We don't put any pasta. You know, it's no ramen. So it's all, uh, so it's all I mean, paleo. There is no grain in it. And uh, some of the soups are, uh, are also AIP, autoimmune protocol friendly, because we have a lot of customers that are on the AIP diet. You're probably, are you recommending the diet for people as well? Yeah, for, for, autoimmune. for autoimmune. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. So we have a lot of customers who are asking for the bars and also the soups and also the meals in AIP quality. So I think the, I would say we just never compromise on ingredients because I think you, um, you know, you, it, it all starts there, right? You want to be healthy, but it really matters what you're putting in. So we just don't do any cheap fillers, no grain, no pastas. And uh, we try to use as much organic ingredients as we can. All the meat is always uh, raised in the U.S. and always, uh, you know, free ranch or 100% grass fed. And we don't put, if, it, if an ingredient doesn't sound like a food, if it's not food, we would never put it in. We don't do any preservatives, no chemicals, no weird lactic acids, which you find in, uh, in some other meat bars, which... Uh, makes the bar shelf stable for a little longer and uh but it also gives it kind of a sour taste and again lactic acid to me doesn't sound like food so we're just we, we just we only put food into our food yes that's why i love it so much yes i this is awesome and i think it's so important because yeah i your jerkies are incredible and i love the fact that i i know that i'm eating real food a, a cow or a turkey or chicken that was like humanely raised wasn't filled yeah. with antibiotics or corn or filled a bunch of stuff so yeah yeah and we do visit our ranchers and the farmers as well so we kind of we do have a relationship with them and we go see that they do it right that they uh that you know that we want to work with them that's really important to us and we also we also go visit the uh the processing plants as well and i was uh I was worried when I started to go in there that I will turn into a vegetarian. And uh, each time I leave the processing plant, I always have a, you know, I have a huge amount of appreciation for the animals for giving their lives and to feed us and, and to nourish us. And, uh, and then I have a huge, uh, you know, huge appetite for a steak or a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but it's awesome that you are so involved with the, with the farmers and the, and the, like each step. And I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen you at work and you are, you've got like your hands in everything, which is so awesome to know. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, that's why we decided to manufacture instead of using a co-packing facility, basically a different factory that would make our 
food, which is kind of very common with a lot of food brands. I, I always thought kind of old fashioned, if you're making food, you should see it, you should touch it, you should know exactly what's going on, what's going in. And uh, so, you know, we have, you know, ingredients coming in, we check everything, we know exactly what we're purchasing, and uh, all of it is made here and all of it leaves from here. So it's just, it's, it's great for quality control as well. And, um, and, and for employing local people, right? Because we can, uh, we're not just sales and marketing company, we're manufacturing and we offer, uh, we offer jobs in the local community. I think today there is uh, about 23, maybe 25 of us. Wow. When it started, was it uh, like how many people was, were in it? When you were just like, <laughs> so it, it was just uh, for the first six months, it was, uh, it was just me and the USDA inspector in the production. Oh my gosh. That's and she was always standing there like, okay, Zora, what are you making here? And once in a while, her boss would show up and she's like, really, what are you making here? And then uh, six months into it, I, I was able to, uh, to hire um, a helper uh, that would help me in production. So it was just two of us making these, uh, these bars and they were just going to local, few local stores and to the local markets. And uh, yeah, and then uh, Josh started to, you know, work on our website and sales and, uh, and do all of kind of the sales and marketing. So, so it was for, for many, many months, it was just uh, two or three of us. Wow. Were there any major challenges, I guess, from like, as you grew, like whether it was like with ingredients or with just production, keeping up with production? I mean, there is always, there is, we'll always kind of have to be thinking three steps ahead so we can, you know, we can produce or we have to be very cautious what stores we're going to go into so we can fulfill all of it and do it all. But, uh, but I would say recently it's been, uh, it's been a little challenging to find uh, ingredients for our organic uh, fruit snacks because, you know, finding organic um, air dried oranges or organic uh, cherries, that's really challenging. So, so that's been, you know, for, for every ingredient, I try to have two suppliers and maybe a third one as a backup. And so we never run out, but uh, some ingredients are really challenging just because we really don't compromise on quality. And, you know, maybe it will mean that sometimes we run out of a, of a flavor, but, uh, and maybe we have to wait till the next harvest, but it just, it's just one of the things that we're not going to compromise on lower quality of ingredients, but some have been uh, challenging to find. And, um, even on the meat side, uh, like uh, like uh, buying all the purchasing all the meat from U.S. is definitely more expensive because we can be daily buying much cheaper beef from Argentina or lamb from New Zealand. But again, I support. Uh, I believe that you know supporting local ranchers, uh, it just helps them to grow as well. And uh, you know maybe over time there's going to be much more grass-fed beef instead of you know cows raised in conventional you know. Um, conventionally raised so wow and that no thank you for sharing that and like, <laughs> even I'm just so inspired because when you started so like what was when you started like what was your vision like what did, did you think it was going to be what it's become like what was what kept you going I um what kept me going probably a fear of failure <laughs> <laughs> And um, I mean, just, uh, you know, hearing people, hearing their feedback and uh, really, especially the people that we help most that are uh, either AIP or they are celiac and they're gluten free. And um, 
that uh, those are probably the most meaningful you know, messages that I keep hearing from people that they actually now, especially on the AIP diet, people are really limited. They have to prep all the meals at home. So they're very limited as far as traveling somewhere. And now when we can offer them the meals or the soups or the bars that they can take with them and they didn't feel any limitation in their lives. So really helping people to live their life more freely and fully. That's what, uh, that's what I find satisfying. And also, and also growing a business in local community, I find a huge amount of satisfaction in it as well, because it's, um, it's meaningful. Like, you know, we're small, we're small business, but uh, last May, no, this May, this May, we won the Colorado Manufacturing Award. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, we're tiny with 25 employees, but it really, it, it gives me a huge amount of um, meaning in my day, day to day to, uh, to be able to employ people and to be able to grow them in their careers as well. For sure. Wow. And did you ever think that you, like when you started making those bars, did you ever think it was going to become what it's become? No, I, I, I suppose not. I wasn't thinking much. Uh, I'm, I suppose I'm not thinking so much into the future. And uh, we just kind of, I, I kind of try to keep, you know, things like step by step, you know, just move in small steps and small increments. But uh, I think having a great team of people behind uh, is, I mean, that's what makes it work, right? Our marketing department is awesome. Um, uh, Josh takes care of our finances, which is huge. And uh, our production is all run by women. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a couple men here. They help us with like uh, maintenance and uh, like shipping and receiving, but the whole manufacturing is run by women. And um, so we just have a really nice, uh, solid group of people that, uh, that I can trust. And that's, that's what makes it work. Wow. That's incredible. Can you hold, sorry, I'm going to pause one second because I got to get my charger. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. But I don't want it to my computer to die on you. Okay. Sorry, Zora. Hey, no worries. <laughs> it's a nice outfit you have. Thank you. Is it like a jumper suit? Yeah, it's a little romper. <laughs> yeah, that was that looks comfy. And uh, it's warm there. It's gonna get it's gonna get cold here in Colorado. Oh yeah. Is it has the weather started changing? Yeah, as of it's gonna be basically freezing in the night as of next Wednesday. So it's oh my gosh. Cooler. Yeah can't even fathom because right now I'm in Houston right now but Austin was like 100 last week <laughs> just like oh wow <laughs> missing call it's, it's gonna be some adjustment mm -hmm. yeah. yeah but um and I can I'll probably crop a little bit of that out but um to come back to wild Zora um so what do you think like for like you mentioned like helping people with gluten-free AIP like honestly I can't thank you enough for your products because they've saved me countless times on traveling trips. Like I used to go to China a lot. I had a suitcase literally full of Wild Zora. And now with the soups, like I love those soups because I can just, anywhere I go, I can find hot water. So it's awesome. Right. So, right. Yeah. And so like other, any, do you have any like other specific testimonials of people um, that have empowered you or... Um, I, um, 
I connect uh, uh, with people, sending them videos after they purchase on our website. And so they send me a lot of good feedback. And I would say mainly, um, mainly it's been people with food allergies. Mm-hmm. That's been, uh, that's been, and again, uh, mainly people on the traveling. Usually people feel really stuck when they have to travel. So yeah. that's been, uh, that's been the biggest feedback. And also um, we have uh, people appreciating uh, that we don't put any sugar anywhere even in the breakfast meals that are kind of sweeter right because they have they have fruit they have freeze-dried fruits and uh, but we uh, we use only fruits to sweeten anything we will never add any you know added sugar into anything and that's been a big uh, big plus for many people as well especially people who are you know um, you know watching their sugar intake or possibly diabetic di- di- diabetics so so that's been a big plus as well and I I agree with it personally. I mean, I don't buy any sodas in our house. I don't buy any, even really fruit juices because they really are just, you know, without constant, you know, and just a whole loaded fruit orange juice. Yeah. I barely buy it or we have to cut it half and half or more with water. So I buy, um, yeah, we don't do, uh, we, don't, we don't really do, we do very little sugar in the house. So it's, uh, so it's, and, and for Wildsera, we're completely committed that we're not going to be added, uh, adding any added sugar into our ingredients. So that's been, that's been a big feedback as well. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's really powerful for people to know, just know like what, why these products are like, why they were created and why they are like important to like things to look for when you're looking at a product. and. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you too, cause I'm so interested about like just the, the entrepreneurship side of you and like the following your intuition. So I know you said you were working at our car sales for a couple of weeks. So when it came time, like, how did you know to follow your intuition? Like, how did you know to, to take the leap? You know, I, I've gone through kind of a big change after I was a, a mom at home for many years and uh, I was also a teacher and, uh, and then after st- staying with the kids for, uh, for a few years at home, I really went kind of through like, okay, what am I going to do now? I mean, I, kids are bigger now. They don't need me every day at home. And I really have this urge and this very strong desire to create something. And I knew it's not another child. So I was, <laughs> I was like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? I want to create something. I didn't know that it's going to be a product, but I just kind of kept asking. And this whole exploration took three years. And I, I am not a patient person, but I really had to go through it and kind of, um, you know, I was asking questions. I uh, started to meditate as well. So I was intentionally kind of slowing my, you know, slowing um, my brain down a little bit. So I, uh, I am able to kind of, uh, you know, see and hear little messages. And uh, I, of course, also started to write down lists of uh, businesses that I could potentially would enjoy that, that I was doing as well for some time. And, uh, but I was really, really convinced about uh, before I started Wild Zora that I am going to be doing a senior care business. And that was a very ego driven idea because I have seen this huge potential in it, especially in Colorado, where we have a lot of seniors moving here. And, uh, you know, population is aging and there is a lot of need, especially in the memory care. So I was convinced, okay, this is a great business. You know, Josh puts it into his spreadsheet and he's like, yeah, Zora, that's a good business. Go do that. So 
I was, uh, for six months, I was really like, you know, moving ahead with this whole idea. I got my CNA license. I went to work to a senior facility to, to understand what it is. And I was dreaming of death. I was dreaming of drowning and my teeth were hurting. So for six months, my body was telling me just my brain, I was not willing to listen. It's like, maybe not for you. I went to see a dentist and the dentist said, your teeth are just fine, but maybe you're a little stressed in the night, <laughs> you know, clenching your teeth. So that's where I really kind of said, okay, this, this is not the right way to go. And I kind of gave up that whole idea. That's when, with, uh, that's when I just had no idea what to do. So I went to get a job at, a, at, uh, at Toyota to sell cars. <laughs> was and, uh, it was available or did you have like, do you want to learn sales or what? No, because I knew I, I, knew I can do sales. Uh -huh. You know, I, I was really like desperate. as like, kids are at school again. It's September. I'm not going to do the senior care business. What am I going to do with my life? I'm done. You know, if I have to clean this house one more time, I am just, you know, I wasn't happy. So Josh is like, well, honey, you can go sell. And I was like, well, what can I go sell? You can sell homes, uh, you can sell cars, or you can sell guns. <laughs> Those are the items with the biggest profit margin, okay? That's why he said these three. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to sell guns. The homes, they take, you know, forever to close. The closing cycle is really long. So I'm going to go and find, uh, I'm going to be a car salesman, <laughs> saleswoman. <laughs> so that day I, I went around about five dealerships and I got a job. Oh my gosh. And, uh, but really, I, I really had to listen to my intuition. I knew that uh, I wouldn't be happy long-term in it. And, uh, and I gave up the whole idea of the senior care. And then I went back to like, uh, you know, really meditating and really thinking about what would I really enjoy to do with my life. And, um, and that's where this idea with, uh, you know, meat and veggie bars popped in and, uh, I felt much more aligned with it. And, uh, so that's, uh, that's what I started to do instead. That's when you started to just like make them. Did you initially yeah, it just, like, just experimenting with them at home? And, uh, initially, initially I didn't think that it's going to be a business that it's going to turn into a business. But, uh, but I just, I just kind of had to give up my ego. I had to give up this, like, you know, this is a great, you know, senior care business. There's a lot of money in it. Let's do that. And I was like, no, I can't do that. It's just not meant for me. I wouldn't be happy long-term, you know, yes, I can make money selling cars, but again, long-term I would, I, I, I would hate those Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so I really had to kind of step back, uh, you know, rethink everything, just kind of calm down. And, uh, and that's when the right idea came in. Yeah. So would you like for somebody else kind of in maybe like not knowing their purpose or like not knowing like what they're doing, kind of like maybe being sparked by money or like the senior care for you, like what <laughs> advice would you give them? To um, you know, I would, um, I would say um, you can always change your mind. Just. If you don't know, I mean, and uh, I, I wasn't sitting around for three years thinking what I'm going to do. The reason I had this amount of time that we were moving internationally, I always had to change homes and kids' schools and languages. And we had a bit of a craziness before we moved to Colorado. We were living between Czech and between England. 
So that gave me more time to think what I really want to do. But once we landed in Colorado, I was just, uh, I, I was ready to start to do something. And uh, I, luckily I wasn't, uh, and it was thanks to really Josh, my husband, he said, honey, just do something. You can always change your mind. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I went and got a job at Toyota. And uh, then later I changed my mind and started to make meat and veggie bars. I think that's really important. People feel like, oh, I have to think of this best idea and then go do it. No, just start with something. If you're a full-time mom, just, you know, kind of exiting this uh, motherhood and then, you know, ready to go back into the workforce, do something for part-time. You can always change your mind. And uh, so that's, uh, I think, not putting that pressure on myself that it has to be perfect and it has to be the right idea, but that I can explore and I can change my mind. I think that was the most uh, important for me. Oh, thank you for that. I think that's so important to share. And like to, even for myself to remember that it's like, it is an exploration and it's like, by knowing what you don't want, you get to learn what you do want. And like, just like, yeah. Wow. And it can really, you know, you never know what that thing where you might not stick long-term, but it will lead you, you know, you might meet in that, in the senior care business. I met other people and, uh, and it just, you never know where that will lead you. So it's just, just start something. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Zora. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess back in back to like, wow, Zora, where do you see, what is your, what would you say like your mission is now or like your, your vision is now? So, um, the vision now is, I believe that we don't have to compromise health for, for convenience. That's, you know, as long as we start with good ingredients, we can have it all, basically. And that's, uh, you know, supporting people wherever they are with their lifestyle and allowing them with our products to travel and to be more free. That's what, what we want to keep doing. And as far as developing more products, we're always listening to our customers. And uh, they've been, they have been asking for more AIP soups. So we're going to have... Um, I think Hannah is going to release them in, oops, I think in a month or something like that. I think weeks we're going to have them ready. So we're always working on, you know, what customers are asking for. So there's going to be more AIP soups. We're also working on um, uh, bulk uh, breakfast cereal. So when uh, we have our freeze-dried uh, uh, backpacking meals for breakfast, where there's like almond flour, flaxseed, and freeze-dried uh, freeze-dried fruits. So we're going to take that package because we've had people asking, I really love these breakfasts, but I want to eat them even if I'm not hiking or biking or in the middle of nowhere. I just want to have it at home. So we're going to be able to offer like, you know, slightly cheaper, bigger bulk packages where you can keep in your cupboard and just basically, you know, make it at home with your fresh uh, fruit that you have. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to be working on as well this, uh, this next quarter. That's amazing. So would that be kind of like a, like a oatmeal swap or like, what would it be like? It would be like, a, uh, it would be like, um, uh, how, how do we, I think we gave a name to it. Now I can't, now I can't remember. It's like the, uh, you know, no grain cereal or something like that. Hot okay. cereal without grains because uh -huh. the base is uh, almond flour, flaxseed, then some uh, coconut and some nuts and then uh, fruits. Amazing. Yeah. yeah so it's uh, like a healthier non-granola or healthier cereal without uh, without grain. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Hannah's gonna figure out a great name for it. Yeah. I'm just gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so much needed. Like a quick grab-and-go breakfast. Really yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. And 
I'm so psyched for the soups too. Because I'll just share with the listeners. So y'all have Tuscan chicken, the lemon. Lemon, lemon chicken, yes. And then the picante beef. Picante beef, yes. Yeah, yeah. And the lemon chicken is definitely the best seller because it is AIP as well. And uh, so the next one is going to be, the next one is going to be, uh, the next one is going to have beets, red beets, Ooh. red beets and cabbage and grass-fed beef. Yeah. And it's actually a very traditional Russian soup called borscht. <laughs> we yes. not okay. okay, Zora, we can't market that, okay? Nobody knows what it is. I was like, I know, it's, I, only I grew up with it. So, so anyway, so it's, uh, it's, it's going to have a lot of beets in it. And, uh, and uh, which is super good for your digestion and also super good for uh, iron. And uh, so that's going to be AIP as well. And the one with mushroom and kind of a savory mushroom uh, beef broth, that's going to be AIP as well. And that one is also going to be without allium, without garlic and onion. Because oh. we have some people asking for that they're, you know, sensitive to garlic and onion. So that one is going to be without those two. Oh, this is awesome. It's like, like low FODMAP. So people like, I know even myself, I've got yeah, yeah. Bit, like intestinal, like yeah, yes. something with those. So that's yeah, yeah. amazing that y'all are creating that. I'm psyched. Yes. And um, is there any, what's your favorite thing that, or like what's mm. your favorite product that you make? Uh, so I like the picante beef soup most and it's not too spicy. We call it picante, but it's, but it's not too spicy. Uh, then I like the, uh, the beef bar with Parmesan cheese because um, it tastes like pizza. <laughs> and then I like, uh, from the breakfast meals, I like the one uh, we call it Palestine. That one has a lot of freeze-dried uh, tropical fruits like mango, bananas, and pineapple. So that's my favorite. And uh, from the uh, freeze-dried me uh, meals, I like the bedrock chili beef. Mm. I do like it. It's kind of like a chili, uh, yeah, beef chili um, again, not extremely spicy, but it has a kind of a nice, um, yeah, it has a nice bite to it. Yeah. That's so nice to have. Like when you are, like you said, camping or even honestly, I've had them just traveling <laughs> just like, in, the, in the airport if I want something like just to have like a nice, like a hearty meal when you, and you know, yeah, yeah. And you're right at the airport. You can just ask Starbucks for uh, free hot water. And then, you know, you make it right in the pouch and you have a meal right there and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be overspending or at the airport, it's really just hard to find something that you can eat that's healthy. So, totally. or even on a plane, if you take it on a plane and you don't want to eat the plain food, then they will always give you hot water. Yes. So that's super easy. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, what do you think for, as far as like, who is this for? Like, so who's your target market? I know you've mentioned kind of some like AIP and gluten-free, but I guess just to wrap it up, like who, who are these products for? Who are these products for? I, um, Ooh, Hannah would tell you more because she has all the marketing data, <laughs> but, uh, but it is, uh, it is, um, I mean, it is mainly women because women seem to do, uh, seem to make the marketing purchases. Um, so we have, uh, I would say, I don't know the age demographic. I don't want to be too exact, but we have, um, we also have, it's, it's really a mix. It's really a mix. And I think it really is not as much. Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it a certain, are they a certain age? It's really more people who care about what they eat. Mm -hmm. 
if they are, you know, and they can be younger, they can be older. A lot of moms, because that's when I, when I had kids, then that's when I went crazy. Like, okay, what are we going to feed these kids? And let's keep them healthy because one day I want to be a grandma. Therefore I have to keep them alive for, a long, you know, <laughs> to get there. Yes. <laughs> I would tell in general, uh, people who are thinking about their health and what they're putting in and they can be younger moms. They can be retirees who, uh, you know, have to take, who have to watch their sugar intake. So it really varies. Yeah. And just that need, that want that convenience. Especially exactly. Moms. And then, you know, exactly. Yeah. Have, have a snack to go or have a snack that they can take into the office. Because the meals are also great if you forget, you know, if you don't have time to go for lunch and it's suddenly two o'clock, you haven't eaten. That's when, you know, you know, open one of those meals. Yeah. Oh, this is great. And I love even just like reiterating that, like you made them initially for your kids, because I recently went to this like startup kids thing. I spoke and I handed out some wild Zora bars and they loved them. And it's like, I know there's a lot of products out there that are like healthy bars and yeah, they may be healthy, but like, do they taste good? Like, will kids want to eat them? And it's like, yes, they actually do want to eat them. So that's really I, I would say that's our secret. We always taste, we always test on children and, uh, and on the little ones, you know, I would say like up to, I don't know, up to eight years old, they will honestly, maybe six, up to six, they will honestly tell you what they think, or you just see it in their face. They put it in and I know exactly when I am done or exactly when I am not done. And uh, yeah, they just, they just give you an honest feedback, right? It's not, it's not like adults telling you, oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, always, always test on children. <laughs> um, and then I guess lastly, oh, actually two more questions. So where can people find Wild Zora? Like have y'all, what stores are you in now? And yeah. Okay. Uh, so you can find all the products on our website, wildzora.com. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. Hannah sends them twice a month. Uh, there's always a bunch of deals and also just kind of news, what's happening, new releases. I know they're doing a bunch of recipes as well. So you can sign up for that. Then we are also available on Amazon. Uh, we have a product available at Walmart, CVS, REI. Uh, let me see. Oh my, I'm forgetting. Uh, that's why I'm not in sales. I think that's, that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Walmart, Amazon, Safeway, uh, CVS, and uh, definitely on our website. All, all products you can always find there. Amazing, which is so, I'm so psyched to hear. I saw them at Walmart the other day at a neighborhood Walmart, and I was so excited because it's like, it's so nice that now they're really accessible to everyone. And CVS, that's so great. Um, and we, we would have never expected Walmart to be a partner for us, but, uh, you know, they, um, they took the bars. They have two flavors, the lamb, which actually is a bestseller and, uh, and the apple pork. Uh, oh, sorry. They have the barbecue beef and is the lamb your best, uh, your, your favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sells the most by far. And, uh, but lamb is super, super good. It has, it's much higher in nutritional value than beef. So the lamb is, you know, is a super nice, uh, super nice protein, but, uh, back to Walmart, we were really surprised, um, that we made it on their shelves, but they have this really strong initiative to be creating, you know, healthier sets and gluten-free sets. And that's where they put us in. And uh, it seems to be, it seems to be working. (laughs) Yay. 
Oh, that's so awesome. And then I guess lastly, I would love to ask you, like if you could share three pieces of information about how somebody like just to be a healthier person or just advice that you give the world right now to do to improve their health. What would that, what would those three tips be? So I would say, uh, watch out for a hidden added sugar. Um, you know, it's everywhere. It's in bread, it's in ketchup. So just kind of read your list of ingredients and, uh, you know, just do as little added sugar as possible. You know, fruit is plenty sweet. Um, the second thing I would say, um, work a little less and sleep a little more. Yes. Thank you. I, I do need my eight hours. Otherwise I just, I'm not myself and uh, I really am pretty diligent about it or I started to be. So yeah, a little less work, a little more sleep. And I would say, uh, lastly, and most importantly, you know, spend time with your friends and family, really social, social connections. And that's the most, that's the most meaningful. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's often overlooked. Like as much as we do focus on food and like drink a bunch of water, it's like the joy and the connection, like that has such a, an impact on your health. And it's. Yeah. Yeah. The blue zones actually, I did a research and they looked at everything. You know, the blue zones are, they're mapping the aging population and that there are seven blue zone countries and where the population is the lived how is it the longest and uh and they actually said yes the food is here and the exercise is here and the very top is uh social connections one is your friends and family but even the higher one is like the people that you randomly go see at your farmer's market you know the butcher the baker the candlestick maker these are random little conversations that you have that every time you have them they basically increase your oxytocin the healthy hormone and uh, so that's what they identify as the number one thing, you know, to stay living for as long as possible are your, are these social connections. So I would say, you know, think globally, act locally, go to your farmer's markets and uh, make friends there. Beautiful. Can you repeat that last part? So what you think, think globally, think globally, act locally. And every Saturday I go to my farmer's market and I know every vendor and I have little mini conversations with all of them, how they're doing. And uh, I support them. And uh, that's my uh, weekly boost of oxytocin. <laughs> yes, Zora, thank you. I love that so much. Thank you so much for everything that you share. Seriously. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh my gosh, I love everything that you're doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm really inspired by your, just what you created. Thank you. And I think Hannah will give you some promo code for your listeners as well. And yeah. uh, she will get back to you on that. Okay, awesome. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. And is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close today? No, I think I think you did great. Oh, thanks, Laura. <laughs> I love your I love your questions, and yeah, you're awesome. Aww. Yeah, good luck with all these podcasts and with your business. I appreciate that so much. Yay! And uh, and uh, yeah, enjoy Austin. Thank you so much. I'll be back to, next time I come to Colorado, though. I want to connect. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're here. We're either in Port Collins or Loveland every day. Yay. Can visit anytime. Thank you. Yeah. And let me know if you're in Austin for Paleo FX or for what, anything. Okay. We'll connect. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. You. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
And there you have it. So I hope you all enjoyed that episode with Zora. Go check out Wild Zora. You can check them out online, wildzora.com. You can buy, I buy my bars in bulk on Amazon. No lie. <laughs> um, the Mediterranean lamb ones. And also you can find these at, they're now in like CBS, Walmart, in Whole Foods, Central Market. Most grocery stores carry these now. So check them out, get them for your kids. And the on-the-go meals and the soups are just so great for travel. Amazing to take on the plane and stuff if you're traveling this holiday season. So stock up. And if you need any help with your health journey, I'm here for you. So DM me on Instagram at mindfulbelly, or you can email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com, and we will see if we'd be a good fit. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.